I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. The best seed that you can plant to a person to get them to see things differently is experience. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. If you are loving the Work On Your Game podcast and you want to know what is the next step you can take to get further into this world, what you need to do is go claim your free copy of my newest book, The Third Day. In that book, I'm going to give you some simple performance formulas, brand new formulas that will help you be more consistent and disciplined and trust yourself more. And all of this with no willpower required. All you have to do is follow these new approaches that I'm going to give you about performing consistency and discipline. You're going to learn to trust yourself, perform at a high level, build that reputation, and you will not need to will yourself into working hard or any of that old stuff that you've been hearing from other people about consistency. I'm going to show you the way to do it right. I'm going to give you the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. So that's my newest book, Third Day. I'm going to give it to you free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. It's a physical book. The link is thirddaybook.com. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? The answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. Of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear, duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute. And I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less. And then you're going to stick around the program even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network, so that you can connect with other people, so that you can trade for services, so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself. That is in my group program called the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get information and join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. 
You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques, all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, convincing is a waste of time. Any of you who have found yourself trying to convince someone of something, even if you know that you are right, even if you have facts, even if you have proof, even if, if they would just be quiet and listen, you could prove to them that you know exactly what you're talking about, trying to convince someone of something that they don't want to be convinced of is a waste of your time. So I want to try to help you. I want to try to help save you some time, your most valuable resource and energy, probably your next most valuable resource in stopping trying to convince people of anything. Now, before I get into that, let me tell everyone, I send out a daily motivation text message every day. If you like this show, you will love the daily motivation text that will come straight to your phone every morning. Just a quick pick me up to keep you sharp, focused and on point every day. To get that text, all you got to do is text me at the number 305-384-6894. Send me a text there. Every day you'll get the daily motivation text free of charge. And you can actually respond to any of those texts and engage with me directly through that number, which is posted also down below in the show notes, 305-384-6894. Now, the definition of convince means to cause someone to believe firmly in the truth of something. Now, is an interesting definition here. Because I do not believe it is possible to cause a person to believe anything. You can't make somebody believe something. Now, you can show someone something. You can demonstrate things to people. You can explain things to people. You can browbeat somebody with your knowledge, information, facts, evidence, proof, whatever else it is that you want to show someone to get them to understand what you understand. However, for someone to believe something, they must choose. You cannot make someone or cause someone or you can persuade or influence. I mean, you can try to persuade or influence someone to believe something. But for any human being to believe something, they have to choose. They have to decide, Okay, this is what I'm going to believe. An exception might be a young child, a child up to what I've heard is up to about age seven or eight. You know, if you have enough time with a young child that is up to that age, you can pretty much get them to believe anything. If you tell it to them often enough, simply because their brains are so malleable, they're going to accept whatever is given to them, especially by a, a trusted adult. But anyone other than that, after age eight and the rest of us, all right, you can't make anybody believe something. They have to choose. So if you've been trying to get someone to believe something and you're exhausted, which I know you are because it ain't working, I'm going to tell you why you should stop. And this will give you some logical and emotional reasons to convince yourself to stop trying to do something that you know would work if you just try one more time. I'm going to tell you try. No more times. Let's get into it. Point number one. Topic once again is convincing is a waste of time. Number one, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Maybe you've heard that before. Maybe you will hear it again. Maybe you can actually go use it. You should. Why? Because it's true. While, I want you to understand, if you are really good with words and you're a very persuasive, influential person, if you're a natural salesperson who can pretty much talk anybody into anything. You could talk somebody into buying, you could talk the desert into buying some sand from you. You can sell water to the ocean. 
Even if you're really good with words and you may be able to convince many people of many things, here's the challenge. Eventually, you and the person whom you have convinced will part each other's company. You're going to go home. They're going to go home. You're going to go to the east. They're going to go to the west. You're going up the street. They're going down the street. You're going to part company with the person whom you have convinced. And at that point, what happens is the person who you convince will go right back to believing what they already believed for the last 15 years before their interaction with you. When you convince someone to believe something, or at least you think you have convinced someone to believe something, most of the time when you think you convinced somebody of something, you didn't really convince them. What you did was you got them to appear to agree with you just so you would shut up and stop trying to push your point on them. So when you think you have convinced someone of something, usually you have not. Now, all you did was get them to offer something to temporarily pacify you, not them, but you. And then they're going to go back to thinking whatever they wanted to think before you were even in the room. The person you convince will go back to believing what they have already believed. This is why convincing is a waste of time. If you want someone to change their mindset, as I said in the intro here, they have to decide on their own. Now, what you can do, the extent of what you can do is planting the seeds. You can plant the seed for someone to change their beliefs or change their mind or change their perspective. And usually the best seed to plant, just in case you didn't know, is not some beautiful eloquence or a well thought out written public statement or a news release from a PR company. The best seed that you can plant to a person to get them to see things differently is experience. That's the best seed to change a person's belief. It is very rare that a person's beliefs get changed based on verbiage. Again, no matter how eloquent of a speaker you are, no matter how many big words you use, even if you speak on a third grade reading level, so it's simple enough that anyone can get it, you will not make someone believe anything if they do not want to believe that thing. This is just how it works. Now, some of you may be thinking or wondering, well, how does a person, let's say a politician who's running a campaign or a musician who comes out with a new hit record or an influencer on the internet or any person out there who just seems to have the eyes and ears of a lot of people. They just came out. We never heard of them before two weeks ago, but now they seem to have the eyes and ears of the entire general public. How does that person do it? I'll tell you how that person does it. And there's a strategy in here that any of us can use if you're clever enough and you think deeply and long enough about how you can use it is that that person who's able to show up out of seemingly out of nowhere and have the eyes and ears of a large audience very quickly, all they are doing is speaking to something that already existed in the minds of their audience. They didn't just create some brand new idea that people had never thought of ever in their lives, 30 years, 60 years. They never thought of this thing. Now you came along with this new idea and two hours later, this person's a devoted follower for life. No, that is not how it works. There was something already in the minds of the people who are flocking towards the new guy or the new girl or the new idea or the new product or the new whatever. There was something already in their minds that has just been touched on and is being spoken to. That's why people were able to buy in to this new idea or this new person or this new opportunity so quickly. You could do the same thing yourself in whatever field you're in. You don't have to do it on a macro level, like having a whole world know about you, but you could do it on a micro level, such as getting everyone in your office or the coworkers on your business or the teammates on your sports team, you can get them to follow you on a micro level by touching something that already exists within them. So this requires you to pay a lot of attention to the people around you. We talked about this in the episodes where I talked about listening. All right, you want people to pay attention to you and give you their ears. You got to give them your ears. You got to make sure they are, make sure that you are noticing them and let them notice that you're noticing. 
And when they know that you're paying attention, they'll be willing to pay attention. We talked about this just a couple of days ago in episode 2107, how to network and make business connections. If you want to be an asset and not a liability, like we talked about in episode 2104, all of these things, this is what I'm talking about here is an element of everything that we've talked about. Anything I've talked about that involves other people is understanding that the more you pay attention to other people, the better you'll be able to read them and the better you'll be able to tailor your communication in order to get them to see things the way that you see them or open them up to seeing things the way that you see them. Can't really get them to do it. This is why convincing is a waste of time. Okay, If you want someone to change their mindset, you must plant the seeds and then you got to let the seeds grow. You can't force them regardless of your eloquence, regardless of your status, regardless of your power. And the more powerful you are, the more status you have and the more eloquence you have. Those of you who are great with words, those of you who are great writers, those of you who have power or status over people and you can kind of make them comply, you need to be the most wary of this first point. Y'all are the ones who are most in danger here. The reason why is when you have authority over a person, meaning they have to, if they want to stick around wherever you are, they have to comply or at least appear to comply. What happens is people learn to just simply appear to comply on the surface so that you leave them alone, but they don't change their minds. And more often they appear to comply just to appease you and get you to shut the hell up and leave them alone. The less and less they actually will agree with or even consider looking into things the way that you see them. Simply because you, leader, you, person with authority, may grow to become so arrogant and so hardened in your way of seeing things that you don't understand that there are other ways of seeing stuff. And nobody has to believe what you believe. Even if they appear to believe it, they may not actually believe it. And this puts you in more of a danger spot than a person who actually has to work to get someone to listen to them because they don't have the luxury of someone having to follow what they say. You have the luxury of someone having to follow what you say, which means they can easily lie to you by just appealing to your ego. Like, yes, boss, I heard you, mom. Yes, teacher. Yes, coach. I'm following everything that you say, even though they might be lying through their teeth because they learn what you accept and they just say whatever they got to say to get you out of their face. So all you in positions of authority, you need to be most concerned with this first point right here is that people are not really agreeing with your perspective, even though they may appear to. They are actually going even further and further away from it the further you try to push it on them. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is convincing is a waste of time. The best return on investment you can get for your time and attention when it comes to persuading other human beings. Do anybody know what it is? Let me ask the question again. What is the best return on investment you can achieve for your time and attention when you are dealing with other human beings? What's your guess? Time's up. The answer is talking to the already converted. The number one return on investment year over year returns when it comes to humans dealing with other humans is talking to someone about something that they already believe, that they already agree with, an idea that they have already purchased, an idea they already showed up with. Just talk to them about what they already think. This is, again, this is the point that I just made. When a new song comes out or a new product or some hotshot politician or some online influencer comes out with some idea or some approach, or they just present themselves in such a way, and they seem to get this huge base of raving fans and followers so quickly. And you're like, what is it about this person that has everyone so in on this individual? Here's what it is. That individual was able to either consciously or unconsciously, sometimes people do this by accident, and sometimes people do it through a calculation. They tap into 
what their audience already was thinking, is already believing, and is already looking for, or might already be missing, and they speak directly into that space. And that's how they're able to connect with people so quick. So next time you see a politician who just seems to have this great groundswell of support, you're wondering, what is it about this person? I guarantee you what it is. There's something that they're saying or showing or representing that is touching on an emotional level, usually a subconscious level, something in their audience that that audience was just waiting for someone to come around with it. And boom, that person showed up with it to the victors go to spoils. Now they get everything. This is the best way to get return on investment is to talk to people who already think the way that you think and let them know that you think that way and they will like you. All right. It won't take you but five seconds. Hey, we got the same idea, but you got to let people know. In other words, if you're selling something, don't sell to people who are not used to buying. All right. Sell to people who are used to spending money. I guarantee you will get a higher return investment on your sales calls because these people are used to spending. In the sales world, we like to say a buyer is a buyer and a non-buyer is a non-buyer. Person who does not spend money, you are not going to convince them to spend money. And even if you do, the amount of time and energy it took you to get them, to convince them to start doing something that they don't normally do, ends up you end up losing money on the transaction, even though you made money. You follow me? But a buyer is a buyer. A person who is used to spending money will continually spend money. You just need to present something to them and guess what they're going to do? Same thing they always do. They're going to buy. In the sales world, we all understand this. And those of you who are in sales who don't understand it, now you know. You want to be preaching to the choir. All right. This is what smart people do. All right. Only fools don't preach to the choir. All right. I told you in episode 1507, the title is Preach to the Choir Dummy. All right. This is what smart people do. Smart church pastors preach to the choir. In other words, they give their sermons to the people who come to church. They don't go walking out in the streets trying to convince somebody to listen to the word who ain't coming to the building for free to listen to the word. You know who they get more receptive return investment from? The people who showed up because they wanted the mess. They, they know what you're going to say and they still show up. I've told this story. I probably told in episode 1507. When I was a teen uh, in Philadelphia, there was this guy who lived on the next block over from me and me and my friends, we would stand on this street because one of my friends lived on the same street as this guy. They lived across the street from each other. And this guy, he's a little bit older than us. We were all maybe 16, 17, 18-ish. And it was this guy, he was probably in his early 20s. He's maybe 23, 24. I forget his name. I think his name might've been Andrew or something like that, but his name doesn't matter. And he and his girlfriend or wife, I don't know what they were, but they would always come around. They were really big, very devout. You could even say overzealous Christians, these two. And the reason why I say maybe overzealous is because every time this guy, let's just call him Andrew. I don't know if that was his name, but anyway, anytime Andrew and his girlfriend were leaving the house and they would see us outside at the, you know, the top of the block on the corner, they would come over to us and they would start, and they would be very friendly and they would say, hey, Dre, how you doing? Mike, what's up? And he'd say, hey, have you given your life over to Jesus Christ or our Lord and Savior? Something like that, he would say. He would ask the same opening question. And then we would answer however we would answer. And then it'd just be this back and forth. And this guy, he just loved to try to convince people because he had all the answers. Like no matter what you said, he had a response to make him more right and why you needed to give your life over to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This was his whole thing. And he did it to us every time he saw us to the point that we start to try to avoid him or we would just say, don't talk to us. And he would just stand there and keep trying and trying and trying. Like This was like a sport to him, this guy. And I don't know where he is these days. Hopefully he gave up on that strategy. He's probably doing it on the internet now, but back then he had to do it in person. But this is what this guy's whole shtick was, was trying to convince people to think the way that he was thinking. This does not work. If he really wanted to get a whole bunch of followers, 
And every time I seen him, it was just him and his girlfriend. So I don't think he was very successful in getting followers because he was doing business the wrong way. Now, he was trying to convert people who were not open to his conversions. They, he was trying to sell something to people who weren't looking to buy what he was selling. If he wanted to get people to really follow him, what he needed to do was talk to people who already were at least part of the way towards agreeing with him. And then just all he had to do was move them the last two feet. He was talking to people who were all the way on the, the outside of the building and trying to convince them to come inside the building. That's a bad idea. So he was a poor strategist, at least at that time. But hopefully, who knows where this guy is now? Hopefully, he's preaching to the choir these days and being smarter about the way that he uses his time and his words. Because he was actually, he was really good with the responses and the back and forth of people. So if he talked to someone who was already 75% of the way there, he probably would have got a lot of conversions. But he was making a strategic error. Anyway, it is a much harder job, as I just explained to you in that story, to preach to people who are not already in the congregation, who are not coming into the building. It can still be rewarding if you are able to convert some heathens to Christians, if you understand what I'm saying, metaphorically speaking, of course, but it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to turn the heathens into believers. It is your choice which one you want to do. I just want you to understand what you're signing up for if you decide you're going to try to convince people to do something that they don't want to do. There's nothing wrong with trying. And there are some people who have dedicated their lives to it. Maybe this guy, Andrew, maybe that was his calling. I'm going to talk to the people who are not showing up. And I'm going to try to get them to start showing up. And again, I don't think he was very successful with this strategy, but to each their own. If you want the easier job that comes with much less friction, here's what you do. Deal with people who are already pointed in and moving in the same direction in which you are already convinced. People who are already thinking the same thing that you're thinking. I once heard a sales trainer say 1% of doubt and you're out. And what the sales trainer was explaining when he used that phrase was that You don't need to waste your time, salespeople, trying to convince someone of something that they do not agree with. Instead, leave that person alone who shows you any doubt for believing you and go find someone who is actually nodding their head to what you're saying and bring them in. Now, you'll get a much higher return investment on your time. And let's remember, folks, time is our most valuable resource. So if you want to dedicate your time to convincing people of stuff, just understand what you are signing up for and understand that your returns will be a lot less than the people who are doing this in the more efficient way of talking to people who already agree. The point of the phrase, 1% in doubt, you're out, to help everyone understand that someone who has to be convinced to start doing something, guess what? You got to convince them after they start. Then you got to convince them again. Then you have to convince them again. Every single day, you're going to have to convince them. Every time they come up with a challenge or against the challenge, you're going to have to convince them to keep going. Every time you think about quitting, you got to convince them again. Every time they have some type of setback, you got to convince them again. And if you instead talk to someone who's already converted, someone who already believes, you don't have to convince them at all. They will be actually, they might start convincing you. They might start motivating and inspiring you because they're already headed in a direction that you were looking to send people. And a person who needs to be convinced to get started on something, they will probably quit and abandon ship at the first sign of challenge and the first sign of hardship. But somebody who's already convinced about a cause of action will more likely persist through the challenges and the hard times. This is something that I've talked about in the episodes on helping people. If you want to help somebody out, you want to help make somebody better, you want to help someone improve their life, and you know they could improve, and you actually know what they need to improve, understand something. As much as you may want to force someone or impose your will upon someone or give your extreme knowledge and advice to someone about how they can change, how they can alter their behaviors, how they can do X, Y, Z, and things are going to be great for them, understand. That the person that you have to convince to do that 
as soon as they have a challenge or a problem, they're either going to quit or they're going to be looking at you to convince them again. And what you will not realize until it's too late often is that you signed yourself up for a job that you don't actually want. And it's a lifelong job. The job never ends when you have to convince somebody to do something. You're much better off talking to people who want to get better. Now, if you're a person who goes to the gym every day and you got a family member who needs to lose some weight, but they're not asking you about going to the gym, that's a clear sign because guess what? They know that you go to the gym. All right. They see your muscles. All right. They follow you on Facebook. They know you go to the gym. If they wanted to go to the gym with you, guess what they would do? Call you or text you and say, yo, I want to go to the gym with you because they already know that you're gone. If they're not asking you about it, that is a clear signal that they are not interested, at least not from you. The person who wants to go to the gym with you know what they're going to do. They will not only call you and text you and say, hey, when you going to the gym, know what they'll do? They'll meet you at the gym. When you get to the gym, they're already there. They're waiting for you. Why? Because they want the game that you're going to give them. The person who wants the game will take steps on their own volition to get the game. I'll tell you a story. There's a basketball player by the name of Giannis Antetokounmpo. People know him as the Greek freak. As of this recording, he is the best player on the reigning NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. A few years ago, I don't know what year this was, maybe maybe 2017, 18-ish. Giannis, he secured a meeting where he was going to work out with one Kobe Bryant. And Kobe, he was going to go through a workout with Kobe and you know, he wanted to soak up some game from Kobe Bryant, a legendary Kobe Bryant and learn some skills and you know how he could improve his game. And any of you who watches basketball knows that Giannis has gotten consistently better every year since he's been in the NBA. So this guy is interested in getting better. Now, according to the story, Kobe told Giannis to meet him at the gym at five o'clock in the morning. Now, this, I may be getting the times wrong, but the idea and the direction of the story is accurate. Kobe said, Giannis, meet me at five o'clock in the morning at such and such gym location, whatever. And according to what I heard, Giannis was at the gym at 2.30 in the morning. Yes, two and a half hours early before Kobe got there with a notebook and a pen so he could take notes on every single thing Kobe told him. Now, the point of me telling you that is to demonstrate what I just told you. Person who wants it will take steps on their own volition to get what you're offering. You don't have to force it on them. If you find yourself forcing it on someone, you are talking to the wrong person. You are not selling to your buyers. This is a bad sales strategy. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is convincing is a waste of time. Number three. This is why the gap between rich and poor, advancing and retracting, continues to widen. People who are getting better and people who are getting worse. You know what? That gap keeps getting bigger and bigger over and over and over again. Here's why. Because of the law of inertia, you don't know what the law of inertia is. I've said it many times. It's that an object in motion shall remain in motion. And conversely, an object that is stagnant shall remain stagnant. And both until or unless acted upon by an outside force that changes their state of motion or lack of motion. A object in motion, we usually call this commonly momentum. An object that is going nowhere, we commonly call this stagnation. Both of those are versions of the law of inertia. We tend to keep going in a direction in which we are already going. People who are getting better keep getting better. People who make money keep making money. People who are doing nothing keep doing nothing. People who go to the gym keep going to the gym. People who sit on the couch and watch Netflix and get fat, they keep sitting on the couch watching Netflix and getting fatter. People tend to keep doing the same thing that they're already doing. The number one indicator of future performance is past performance. All right, this is just the law of inertia. Does not mean that people can't change. Doesn't mean that people won't change. But if you are a betting man or a betting woman, you should probably bet on people continuing to do what they've already been doing. That's what smart money would do.
Now, you can be a dreamer if you want. Or you want to be Walt Disney and dream? Go ahead and dream. But don't say that nobody told you that you are being dumb money by betting on somebody doing something other than what they already do. This is just how it is. And now, why is that? As the late, great Jim Rohn would say, I wouldn't sign up for that class. It's not to say it is impossible. Again, but note the wording of this phrase. Not impossible for people to change, but notice what I just said. People change. You do not change people. You notice the difference there? Slight difference. And this is, yes, it's semantics, but these words matter. And the order of operations matters. People change. You cannot change a person unless you're talking about yourself. You can't change anyone other than you. You can't change your kids. You can't change your spouse. You cannot change your parents. You can't change your best friend. You can't even change your clients. You can't even change the people who are paying you. All right. They change. You can facilitate the change, but you cannot make them change. They must choose to change. You can assist them once they have decided to go in the direction that you're trying to send them, but you cannot force them to go somewhere that they don't want to go. Many people make the mistake of fruitlessly utilizing their resources in this failing pursuit of trying to change another person. Any of you who is doing this, I'm giving you permission today, as of this moment right now, to stop. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Point number one, recapping today's class. Which is convincing is a waste of time. Definition of convince is to cause someone to believe firmly in the truth of something. That is impossible. You cannot make anyone believe anything, nor can you make anybody do anything. Number one, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Even if you're great with words and you're a very persuasive individual, and I know many of you think you are, you may be able to convince people of many things. The challenge is as soon as they get out of earshot of you and out of your face, they can go right back to thinking what they were thinking for the last 10 years before you came along. This is why convincing is a waste of time. You will feel like you convinced somebody of something, but you actually did not, regardless of your level of eloquence. Point number two, the best return on investment on your time and attention and energy when you're trying to move people to action is to talk to people who already want to take that action or who are already taking that action. Preach to the choir dummy. Episode 1507, I told you, is a harder job to try to convince people to change direction, to change the law of inertia that takes a ton of energy. It is not impossible, but I would suggest if you're trying to get the highest return investment on your efforts that you probably focus on doing it in a different way. If you want an easy job that comes with much less friction or at least easier, deal with people who are already convinced of going in the same direction as you. 1% of doubt and you're out. Focus on people who are 100% convinced of the same thing that you're convinced of so you don't have to do any convincing. All right. If you're a basketball player, and you want to train players, train the players who show up two hours early for the workout that you told them to come to, not the guys who are not there. And you're calling them like, yo, where you at? We're at the gym. If you're calling somebody to show up to something that you're helping them with, you are making a mistake by even calling them in the first place. They showed you exactly how they feel about it. Point number three, this is why the gap between the rich and the poor, the advancing and the retracting continues to widen because of the law of inertia. Objects in motion, stay in motion, objects doing nothing, they doing nothing. We call these momentum and stagnation, respectively. You probably heard those words. We tend to keep going in the direction in which we are already going. It is not impossible for people to change, but understand people change people. You cannot change people. All right. You cannot change another person. They must choose to do so no matter who they are, what they say until they have chosen to change. Nothing you say or do is going to make them change. Many people are wasting their most valuable resources these days in this fruitless pursuit of trying to change another person. I'm giving you permission today. I'm not giving you permission. I'm giving you a directive. Stop doing it. You are wasting your resources. And all that being said, text me so you can get my daily motivation text every day free of charge straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. And when you are ready to change, you are ready to step your game up. You are ready to go to the next level. I will help facilitate that growth. 
facilitate that advancement, facilitate that forward movement. I'm not going to make you do it, but I will facilitate it. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can see all the options where you can go to a deeper level and work with me directly. Work on your game. Dre, all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894.